Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Uh, Are we live, Benny? Yes, ma'am. You are live Uh, as always. I feel alive. Good, you should. I feel alive. I'm alive, I'm alive. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show, Talk Radio to Thrive by near-death experience and deathbed visions, right? Like Mark Anthony. Okay, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Mark, um, I tried to figure out when Mark and I first met, and I have some old school pictures of him. I think, David, I sent them to you in a clip. Um, They're not old school. They're just pictures when Mark and I were in the studio together, and I think it was one of the first time we met. I think we even have a picture of Rocky. I'm not 100% sure. But once upon a time, you think about who are the people that you meet in life, like Linda, Right, Benny? My best friend, Linda. Uh, And you, Benny. 17 years with Benny. And you somehow get the sense, I kind of know this. This is, like, familiar. Like, somehow you connect with somebody. And I remember this, Benny, and you probably don't know this, but I'm just going to share it. And so you go along the way, and you just know there is a thing. Uh, No. I am not talking about like a sexual thing. That's not it. I mean, you could do that that too. You can have that. But no, I'm not talking about that. But there's a thing. There's an energy and a vibe. And, and you all know this. You know that you've met people. You just know something about them. You just know something is jiving or clicking. Now, Benny knows Pete Siegel who passed away. And I think Pete Siegel is responsible for what Mark and I are going to talk about today. Because Pete and I were going to do a show together. And I rarely do shows with another person where I say, we're going to like do our own show. Separate show, separate branding, we're going to do it. But Pete and I were going to do it. And then suddenly in December, right around my birthday, very unexpectedly, Pete Siegel passes away. And I just thought, is that a sign? Is that like a thing? Is it a sign? And then along comes Mark, the psychic lawyer, a.k.e. the psychic explorer. And out of this, we're thinking, dang, I always wanted to be a lawyer. And Linda, you would make a good lawyer. I wonder what this Mark, I wonder Mark Anthony, let's, let's, let's have him on a show. Author, award-winning, clinically acclaimed bestseller of Never Letting Go. He is on the top list of just about everybody that wants to interview Mark. And he has a fantastic sidekick, Rocky. I got sidekick, Linda. He got the Rocky. I got the Linda. World renowned, fourth generation psychic medium, right? And what does he do? He communicates with spirits. So I think like when we were doing the show, Pete Siegel, Benny, you know Pete, right? Yeah, I remember him. Yeah, sure. Remember Pete? Yeah. Oh, my God. What a tough, I mean, this guy was like, listen, just because you're Dr. Pat, you ain't all that. I mean, this was Pete. So we were going to do like this show. Okay. But that didn't happen. So anyway, on with my uh, Mark. And we're just multiple times, by the way. And he's been on ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC, Fox, all, the whole deal. Serious Satellite, television appearances, uh, looks really good on video. You're seeing him right here somewhere in a minute. Um, this is my, and so we go do the show, and we're just having a great time. 
And somewhere out of the blue comes a thing, like a, like a thing. Like all of a sudden, I'm on with Mark, and he's doing readings, and I decide I'm going to put my two cents in. Now, if you have a world-renowned psychic medium on your show, you either have lost your mind by giving your two cents to people that call in, or somebody is channeling through you to do it. I'm not going to answer that because I'm not the psychic medium. (laughs) Mark is. But today you're going to hear about how perhaps Pete Siegel got channeled in. I love you, Pete. I'm hoping we can get a clip of Pete just to play so Mark can get the vibe of Pete. Somehow came in. And I found myself with this fantastic person I had just about met who's got the phones off the hook and he's got the readings and he's spot on. And I say something like, hey, Mary, do you mind if I just jump in here? Now, most people would have got me during the break and said, WTF, what are you doing? What are you doing? I am the psychic medium. What are you doing? But that's not what happened. So today's show is about taking you on a journey of connection because that's what we need now. We are in a time where we are at the most critical places in our lives to learn how to connect and reconnect again. It is a longing. It is a passion. It is something that's going on. But with Mark, and you talk about near-death experience and deathbed visions, what happens when we are being given the messages? I'm just saying to folks, I'm going to tell you up front, this is a two-hour venue because we've got a lot to talk about to help you. The next hour, and you can, I, I, I never, I have learned never to stop our listeners, Benny. I have learned never to do that. You're going to be able to interact with us on social media and ask questions. You're also going to be able to call in the show. We're not going to do two hours of readings because we've got a lot to talk about today. But in the end, you're going to hear what happens when two people connect, listen to the visions, hear things, see things, do things. What happens if they decide to take action? But this is what Mark does. You know, this is him, the psychic lawyer. This is the person that balances multiple professions that you might think are on opposite ends of the scale, but maybe not. But how about these near-death experiences? What are they? Do you think perhaps you may have had it but don't know it? You know, what about the time that I blacked out and just completely fell and had taken to the emergency? And people were like, where is she? Where'd she go? Today, fasten your seatbelt and get ready for the quantum psychic medium Dr. Pat ride of your life. Mark, great to have you. Thank you, Pat. And you know, it's so funny what you were saying about how we met. And you and I don't believe in coincidences. We believe in synchronicity. And we were supposed to meet when we were supposed to meet. And you brought up such a fascinating point. You know, you feel that Pete may have maneuvered this. And I've conducted well over 15,000 readings in my life, which means, and, and during readings, usually multiple spirits come through. So I've talked to, on the conservative side, about 100,000 spirits plus in my life. And they all indicate that not only is there no such thing as a coincidence, but that they constantly are sending us subtle messages and guidance. And they can certainly, they're not here to control us, but they can certainly guide us to a decision or to a place. So I think that you're right on the money when uh, you said that Pete, Pete, uh, because, you know, I'm trying to remember uh, how I first got on your show. It just sort of happened, you know, it, it just happened and, and we clicked. So it is very important for people to understand that spirits are an ever-present part of our life, and they can 
they, they can influence or intervene, and it's never for the negative. It's always for the positive. Hey, Pat, it looks like you're uh, muted there. I'm just communicating with the other side <laughs> for a call. moment, and I didn't want – I'm, I'm just talking to Pete for a minute here, and I just uh, didn't want to repeat what he said. Um, uh, basically, that Mark is better looking than he is. Um, but in the <laughs> – that is – got to tell you, that that's a Pete. <laughs> Benny will tell you that is something Pete would say. Um, but this is an extraordinary time, Mark. And this is why this is such an important conversation. It is, it, there's such a longing to connect now. Yes. There's such a longing. Um, I was talking to someone the other day who lost, uh, uh, I lost two people to COVID that I, that, that I knew that were close to me. Um, and I am, and they got to, 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 understand more about the deathbed visions right yes. they got to understand it now what they didn't get was the kind of closeness that we're used to getting when somebody is making a transition somebody's passing but even with that these people that absorb this and this is my question to you these people that absorb this they walked away with the new energy in their step they didn't walk away like i am so sad i'm grieving they walked away and became compelled to do dot 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 i want to ask you about this because there are people that want to communicate messages but sometimes we're so deep in our grief we can't hear it can you talk about that a little bit well, first, it's important to understand deathbed visions. This is a, a field of study in near-death experience and survival of consciousness. What happens is when somebody is actively dying, they're in the process of dying, they will oftentimes start saying, oh, look, there's cousin John and there's my grandfather, and they'll start talking about people that are connected to them who passed, loved ones who passed. And from the scientists who are studying them, it does not appear to be a hallucination. It appears to be quite a real experience. Now, deathbed visions expand even further into the realm of what we now call shared death experiences, an SDE. We've all heard about an NDE, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But a shared death experience, what's going on, Pat? And I loved it earlier when you said, you're, you know, people are going to have a quantum ride of their life with uh, the psychic lawyer and the and, uh, and Dr. Pat, because the other side is a frequency that runs parallel to ours. Think of our world as AM radio. We live in AM, you know, because we're energy, we have vibration, we have frequency, and the other side is FM radio, and it moves at a much uh, more rapid frequency, frequency modulation versus amplitude modulation. And there are times when the two frequencies overlap, we get a frequency match. And that's the basis for what a deathbed vision is, a shared death experience, a near-death experience, and spirit communication. So what's happening is when somebody is dying, the energy in their brain, which you can call consciousness, a soul, or a spirit, that energy is beginning to leave the brain. In other words, it's creating a higher frequency. Spirits are aware of this. They bring their frequency down, and that's why people who are in the active process of dying can see loved ones in spirit. Now, that's a deathbed vision. When there are bystanders, be they loved ones, family members and close friends, or hospice workers, healthcare workers, people in close proximity, they get caught up in this energetic frequency. And so the energy of the spirits get um, interfaces with the energy of people's electrical fields coming from their brain. And so when somebody dies, then they can actually, for a few seconds, experience what the dying person is seeing as they are leaving their body and going to the other side. Um, I myself have been at a number of people's bedsides when they're dying, and I have seen a light come up out of their body, and other people who are not mediums have said, what was that light? 
you can feel dizzy, disoriented, or like you're being lifted up off your feet. That's the sense of the euphoria of connecting with the other side. Sometimes people will see the spirits that are greeting the person transitioning. Sometimes there's beautiful music. And one of the most fascinating phenomena associated with this is when bystanders get caught up in the life review, the proverbial, my life flashed before my eyes. Um, I consider it a great honor and a privilege to have been able to experience pretty much all of those phenomenon when I've been present, because family members, you know, some families will call me to be there when somebody is transitioning. So this is a very real thing. It's based on physics, based on quantum physics. It's been documented for centuries, and now we're actually beginning to, to understand what this is. And, you know, Pat, I think that this brings a lot of hope and a lot of joy, because for people who aren't mediums, people who had no idea anything like this is possible, all of a sudden, they get a glimpse of the next dimension. And I, I think that's just amazing. I love the glimpse idea. Let's talk about the glimpse. I think we are getting glimpses all the time, Mark. Yeah. I think that we are getting glimpses. I, glimpse is a really good word. Um, I think some people get glimpses by glimpse of hearing or, or something. We, we get, I like to call them almost like a movie trailer. Yes. It's, it, right? Like a trailer. Yeah. That's now, a great, yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be a three minute trailer. No, but it's a trailer. I want to ask you this because you work with a lot of people. I, my sense is we get it. We either believe it or don't believe it. We either do something about it or don't do something about it. And I want to ask you, what's the dividing line between, I mean, I'm not kidding about the Pete. Um, sure. What other person would have given us the idea for what we're about to share today, right? But right. the guy that was supposed to do it, just just for a minute. Um, and then, you know, there are other things, these glimpses, these reviews. So here's what I want to ask you. Can, can we continue to get the glimpse, glimpse. What I mean is there's that moment, right? There's the moment where Tim just passed, right? Right. There's that moment. But then there's the reflection on Tim coming back. Right. Right. Not, not like over obsessively, but I want to talk to you about that because I think people that, that visit her. Can you talk about that energy and the underpinnings for it? Oh, sure. Um, let me tell you, I've got a lot to say on this topic. Um, I, uh, I know. I, yeah, I've written about it in both my books, and it's in my upcoming book. Think of everyone that you know, okay, both on this side and the other side, as you're connected to them. And think of a, a spider web. Let's take the spider out of it because, you know, um, but... Think of a three-dimensional spider web that connects you with all your loved ones, both on this side and the other side, and that we're all energetically interconnected. Now, we've all heard this, you know, and a lot of people say, oh, that's a bunch of new age fluff. Although quantum physics shows us that everything's made of molecules, which are made of atoms, which are made of electrons, protons, and neutrons, and those in turn are made of a smaller subatomic particle known as quanta and that everything in existence is electromagnetic energy on its most basic level. So therefore, when all the great spiritual teachers are telling us that we're all brothers and sisters and we're all interconnected, the Hawaiians call it mana. Everything, a rock, a palm tree, you, me, the sun, the ocean, all has its own energy signature. Well, guess what? That's true. And so we're all energetically linked. Now, let's, before we get to the other side, think about how many people, how many of the listeners are parents, and suddenly you have that feeling that, oh my God, something happened to my child, and then you get the phone call that, you know, Susie was, was injured on the playground, or, or somebody was in a car accident, or God forbid, you know, somebody, somebody passed. Do you think that's just a coincidence? It's because we're energetically connected with that, that spider web, that frequency link. And so when a loved one dies, 
they transition to this higher frequency and then the link between us and them is actually stronger reason being is they're no longer vibrating at our slower am radio existence they're on this higher um, um fm existence and so let's say that you're grieving very heavily for someone that you love you're you're emitting a wave of frequency along that spider web and the reason that i use the analogy of a spider web is that how do spiders know that something hit their web? They feel the vibration, something hits it, and then they go and you know um, uh, do what they do. And so let's say you're grieving someone very heavily, and then that will draw the spirit to you, and you can have a contact experience there. However, frequency, and I call these frequency beacons, and frequency beacons work both ways. How many of the listeners here have felt motivated to out of the blue turn on the radio usually when you're driving and there's that song that touches your heart now do you think that you just turned on the radio at that time and you hear the song that makes you think of the loved one that you were thinking of or what if you're in a room and all of a sudden you smell a familiar fragrance maybe your mom's uh, perfume and there's no source for it what if you look in a mirror and you catch a glimpse for a second of a loved one what if you have a dream and your loved one comes and talks to you, but it isn't like a regular dream. It has a beginning, a middle, and an end, and it is a very coherent experience. These are all examples of what you're discussing and, and bringing up, Dr. Pat. These are all frequency beacons. These are all glimpses of connecting with the higher frequency that we call the other side. And, you know, let's talk about this. Beth is the, got a question for us from our Facebook. For those of you out there, we are live streaming on Facebook.com uh, at Transformation Talk Radio. And Beth has got a great question. And it's this one. Are our near-death experience and out-of-body experience, are they one and the same? Yes and no. An out-of-body experience occurs when somebody's perfectly healthy and they discipline themselves through meditation. Uh, they've been also called an astral projection. Basically what you're doing is you're taking your consciousness, your brain, and you're projecting its perception beyond the physical. Uh, certainly we know that the, the military, not just the US, but the Russian, British, French, uh, the Chinese, North Korean, Australian uh, militaries have been using remote viewers for years. And a remote viewer is um, a remote viewing is a psychic ability where you take your consciousness and you project it somewhere else to basically see what's happening in different locations. And with an astral projection slash out of body experience, that's essentially what you're doing. Now, a near death experience. Um, think of you know you're dying. Okay, so you can die on an operating table, you can die from drowning. I mean, there, there's no one recipe for what it takes to have a near-death experience. Um, my father had two of them, my mother had a near-death experience, and I had a near-death experience. And in all of our cases, we were this close, or, or in my case, I flatlined. I mean, I, I was dead. I mean, they, they hit me with uh, defibrillator paddles and brought me back. And so with a near-death experience, um, it, it's like you're tied to a, a rubber band and you get this far and then you get pulled back, ergo near-death experience. Um, a, a death experience is you keep going. So the frequency that I was talking about, the zone between the other side dimension and our dimension, that's where near-death experiences shared death experiences, deathbed visions, and out-of-body experiences occur. It's in the transitional zone, if you will, between our frequency of the material world and the other frequency, the higher frequency of the afterlife dimension. Yeah, uh, and th thank you, Beth, for that question. Uh, David is connecting with all of you. We are connecting all of you on Facebook um, as well. Uh, Another question that comes in, Mark, and it really talks to this, uh, the, the, uh, our listener calls it slipping in and out. Uh, but I think it really has to do with what I said to you before. 
you know, I'm sitting on a chair and the next thing I know, I'm not at a chair. And the only thing I remember is waking up in the emergency in the hospital. Now, I don't know what that was. I don't know why it happened, but I will tell you this, I woke up differently. Uh, and let me just be very clear on how differently I woke up. Um, I was in a very tough place in my life at the time, just finished uh, school, was supposed to be, I don't know, some big shot consultant doing something in corporate America. And I couldn't, I was so depressed. I mean, I just had learned too much. And I was sitting in my uh, sort of study room at the time, Green Lake, and I had my computer there and I, I was just looking, searching for parts of myself, right? Whether it was on the internet, I was doing something that, and the next thing I remember, I'm in the hospital. Right. Like 911 came, blah, 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 hospital, a whole bunch of tests, things hooked up to me, my brain, everything. Now, I don't know what that is, but when I got home, I wasn't the same. I had a sense of clarity and purpose, but I didn't have the answers. Can you talk about how those things happen, albeit perhaps not a near-death experience, but perhaps somebody on the other side trying to get our attention? So I want to talk about this because sometimes things happen where we change, right? I'm not talking about I went from gluten to not gluten, although that could happen. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about you fundamentally don't feel like the same person and everything is crystallized in a new perspective. You know, that's really fascinating what you're bringing up because in the traditional sense, a near-death experience is um, separating from the body, feeling the floating sensation, going through the tunnel into the light, meeting deceased loved ones, and which which is just an amazing, uh, amazing account as it is. But there are a lot of people that I've encountered in my research on near-death experiences that that explain exactly what you just did. They said, you know, one minute they're there, next minute they're waking up in the hospital, getting revived somehow. And they don't, they didn't, you know, go see the angels, the bunnies and, and all, and all the, the happy stuff, but they're profoundly changed. And this isn't the first time this has been documented in history. In fact, um, there was a man, uh, Giovanni di Petro di Benedetto. Um, he was a young nobleman in medieval Italy and he was real full of himself and he joined his city state's army and, and he wanted to go out and conquer people and, and, and amass a fortune and he was taken a prisoner of war and he was held in a dungeon in the city of Pisa for almost a year and he got really, really sick and he went into a coma-like state and when he came out of it, everything was changed. And we now know this man as St. Francis of Assisi. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, so he went from being this, you know, um, uh, elitist, noble, totally material possession obsessed person to the very epitome of selflessness, compassion, and charity. So this phenomenon has been has been recorded for years. I think, I think based on, on the people that I've talked to and now yourself, is that you did have a near-death experience. And while you may not have an active recollection of it, it's the after effects. You know, because it's nice to go into the light and, and to see the, the beautiful images. I mean, that, that's what happened, happened with uh, myself and, and my parents, my, my parents during their NDEs. But it is truly the after effects that really matter because did it change you? Did it enhance your intuitive abilities? Did it make you more compassionate? Because most people that return from an NDE, I'd say pretty much all of them, don't come back with a lust for materialism and, oh. and base level, level things. Uh, you know, that, that's, that's not what it is. And what's going on here is your consciousness, your soul is connecting with the infinite. And all of a sudden you come back with 
the memory that all of these material possessions and things here are, are simply an illusion. I mean, they, they exist and that they're real, but that's not what is really important. And also there's a sense of interconnectedness with everything. And that gets back to what I was talking about before yeah. quantum physics, because when people have the NDEs, they all return with a sense of interconnectedness. I want to talk about this when we come back from break, because were you just looking up talking to my mama right there? Mama, I think she said hi. My, uh, that's <laughs> she said something my about jelly beans, something that, about the licorice jelly beans. That's my, that is my stepmom. How did I know that? When we, oh, okay. So when we come back, here's, here's what it is. I'm going to share what happened after that that caused most of the people that know me to think I lost my mind, number one. My partner at the time to be like, oh, you're crazy. You know, this is not what I signed up for. What are you doing? And then number three, a knowing. A knowing about something that you have no experience at all with how to orchestrate. How do you get that? When we come back, we're going to talk about that. And for those of you, as I said, David's over there chatting with you on Facebook. Get your questions up there. We are going to be taking callers in the next hour. Mark Anthony is with us for both of them. We've got lots of cool things to share with you. But have you at any point had a moment where you either woke up from sleep or had a waking up and knew? You just knew. You knew, I'm not cooking dinner for this guy anymore. I'm just saying, but that doesn't have to be it. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul-stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airways. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Message delivery by Lisa Ann. You can't make this stuff up. Tune in every first and third Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Message Delivery is an inspirational show about the journey to enlightenment and spirituality. For more information or your own personal message delivery, visit AngelMessages2U.com. That's AngelMessages, the number two, the letter U, dot com. It's time to get your life back on Burn Bright Today with Jennifer Marcinelli. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Learn to move from the darkness of burning out to the light of burning bright. Jennifer is redefining stress and the energetic causes of burnout, shining a light on process to get your life back. For more information about Jennifer and her work, visit BurnBrightToday.com. Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Steffen each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Raising the vibrations through stimulating conversations while exploring the mysteries of Atlantis and Lemuria on Tales from the Mer World Radio with me, Amira Beth. Join us every second and fourth Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Be ready to feel empowered 
and an active part of the changing earth. For more information about me, visit amerabeth.com. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens with Colette Marie Steffen is excited to welcome Karen Benton as a monthly guest host. Tune in on the third Wednesday of each month at 8 a.m. Pacific time to regain confidence and trust in your capacity to create change in your life, your health, your family, and your well-being. Karen Benton is a mother, nurse practitioner, certified body talk practitioner, Franklin Method instructor, and owner of Limitless Living LLC. For more information about Karen, visit karenbenton.com. Hey, everybody, I just want to let everybody know. And by the way, we've got questions coming in. Thank you, David, for popping them in there. We are going to be taking your calls in the next hour. Just want to reiterate that Mark is going to be here for this hour and the next. But we're setting the stage because Mark is connecting with all of you out there about what it is you're experiencing. And one of the things that, you know, we're talking about is, you know, what if somebody has passed? Maybe two decades ago, you know, what is it that allows those messages to come in even afterwards? And do you have to have a near-death experience to be guided? So we've got a lot we're unpacking here today. Before we go back, can you tell people how they can find out more about you, Mark? Tell us about the books, anything you want to talk about. Absolutely. Um, Please go to my website, evidenceofeternity.com, which is the same as my last book, evidenceofeternity.com. And you can sign up for a, a phone reading with me. And if you mention Dr. Pat or Transformation Talk, Talk Radio, you'll qualify for a reduced fee reading. Also, please uh, sign up for my newsletter and through my website, evidenceofeternity.com. You can go ahead and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. It's all there. It's And you can order my books because uh, we'll hyperlink you to Amazon. So, um, but uh, um, evidenceofeternity.com and you can find out about the work that I do and also my upcoming radio appearances, which will include Dr. Pat. Oh, we're going to share that in the next hour, right? Yes. Well, it's exciting because the reason I I kind of gave the backdrop of the Pete Siegel thing is because it's actually turned into a thing. Um, And this really is about the questions uh, that we're probing now. And but before I go back to that, I want to go to Donna uh, uh, and, and just make sure we get get something up here for Donna. Uh, she put the question in the chat, Mark, if you want to take a look at it too. Um, a couple of days after losing my husband, I had a dream where I was in a hospital room while the doctors tried to start his heart. I was unseen and was feeling everything, everything that he was experiencing, panic, resolve, and the tremendous love. As each emotion came over me, I drifted farther away from the room. I woke up suddenly and had the most overwhelming sense of peace. That dream was a great comfort to me as I was grieving his passing. Question from Donna. Mark has my husband who passed away. I think it's Guillermo or Guillermo have a message for me. Well, certainly the contact uh, that his spirit made with her when he was transitioning was a big part of the message is that life is everlasting and that he's at peace. Um, he's also, uh, I, I, and I, gosh, sometimes spirits give me messages that uh, I have to take a pause, but he keeps showing, um, conveying that she's really hitting the chocolate and the sugar a bit too much. So he's not being critical, but he's saying that what's happening is in your grief, you have this craving for sugar and that this is actually beginning to affect your health. Not only can it lead to putting on weight, but sugar compromises your immune system, which these days is not good. It fuels cancer and it causes a lot of other issues. So he's telling you, you are my sweet, so you need to lay off the sweets. And and that's what the message is. Wow. You could be talking to me. so let's talk about, I'm going to go back to what I said before, because this again is related to Donna's question too, is sometimes we get the guidance and other times when we don't follow the guidance, I'm just going to say, don't follow the guidance. Cause this is my language to explain it. 
we may get stronger guidance. And then when we start to doubt the guidance, and this is really what happened to me. I mean, I came out of that experience from the hospital. I went through a series of six months of electro tests to my brain. Nobody could figure the deal out, right? They just tested my brain. They did a whole bunch. Of, I was hooked up to all sorts of things, right? And then the wrong phone number, then the show. And I stepped into this without knowing anything about anything. But I, I had to bring a different message to the world, a positive message. And here it was. After doing that and paying lots of money for airtime, people in my world were like, oh my God, you went to school for 10 years so you could pay like tens of thousands of dollars to do what? And doubt came in. No, I'm not kidding. They're like, what did you, what are you doing? This is not like a job. And doubt came in. And I remember being on the verge of discontinuing, right? That, that's the energy I had. April 1st, 2004, three months after starting on KKNW, six months after my first show, Bonnie Barnard and I are giving a workshop on how to live your greatest dream. By the end of the workshop, my right ankle was the size of a soccer ball. I had a mystery disease instantaneously, Mark, instantaneously, April Fool's Day of 04. And the bottom line is, couldn't take a regular job if my life depended on it. So does spirit operate in those ways? Or is that just me conjuring up some cockamamie story? What do you feel? Uh, I feel I was getting ready to take a job with Landa Lakes. <laughs> well, the reason that, that I asked what do you feel is in spirit communication, how it hits you, um, as soon as it hits you, go with what you feel. Because yeah. that's the answer. What happens all too often is I, I call this the no, no, no syndrome. It's like uh -huh. when I'm doing a reading for somebody and I say, I'm getting this and this. Does that make sense? No, no, no. And they start shooting everything down. You're creating a negative energy barrier and backing um, and the spirits will back off. Another aspect of the no, no, no syndrome is hyperanalyzing the experience. You know, it's like, well, that couldn't have really happened. It must be in my imagination of this. And that too creates a barrier. And so this ties into your question of, um, well, will they keep repeating the message and making it more complicated? So if your thought was, you know, it really feels like I was being spiritually guided not to take that job, then that's what the answer is. Um, because I see this happen all the time. You know, spirit communication is a very subtle thing. And that, you know, yes, we all want the beam of light with uh, the, the, the graphics. I call it the Michelangelo painting, you know, <laughs> with you know, the angels playing harps and the, the good red wine and all that. Um, and, you know, sometimes it happens, but, but that's, that's not usually the way it does. It is that it's a knowing. And you knew in the core of your being that going in that direction was the wrong one. People ask me all the time, well, don't you miss the practice of law? And I am grateful to have had the experience I did in law. I've tried something like 300 jury trials. Um, I mean, I've done everything from misdemeanors to murder trials, complex civil litigation. I mean, I was in the trenches, I did it. And it gave me a background that to me is helping me now, particularly with the importance of evidence from the other side. And for me, I was driving back from court. This is about two weeks after my mother died. She was also a medium. We were very close. I was very depressed. And I just felt I needed to pull over. So I pulled over at this little strip mall and I was sitting there in my car by myself and this flash of light went off. And I'm not sure if it was in my head or in the car itself because I immediately turned and looked at the passenger seat and there was the silhouette of my mother in this silver white light and her voice filled my head. And she said, Mark, you've been given the gift of mediumship so that you would not be crushed by grief, but now you must help those who are suffering with theirs. And all of a sudden the energy let me go. Within a year, not only was I out of the practice of law on, on a daily basis, 
but I had a book that was um, about spirit communication. It was a bestseller. And the next thing I know, I'm on the Dr. Pat show and all these uh, TV shows. And so, you know, for me, the intervention was a bit more blatant, you know, it also has to do with the fact that I'm a medium and, and, you know, I tune in right away, but for you and for other people who've had those subtle experiences, they're just as powerful. That's why you got to be careful not to overanalyze it. What does it feel? Feel first, think later, and then you'll have your answer when it comes to spirit communication. I mean, how has your life experiences, Mark, and we're going to talk more about you in the next hour when we come on, because, you know, I always get asked, like, why are you doing this? You know, like, are you, you know, how did this even happen? I mean, you're not a journalist, you're not a this, you're not a that. And people are always fascinated. And, and I used to not know what to say. I do now. But in your case, here you are, near-death experience, deathbed vision, psychic medium mark. And, you know, I think people often wonder, what did you have to go through to get this pathway for your life? Well, uh, certainly being born into a family where this appears <laughs> to be a recessive, uh, <laughs> recessive genetic trait had a lot to do with it because... You know, I was three and a half, I started seeing dead people and talking to my invisible friends and mom and dad could see them too. So that's, you know, they're like, I remember, um, I have a very, very vivid recollection of the, um, um, starting when I was about two, two and a half, which I'm told is unusual, but you know, for me, it's just uh, the way it was. Um, but I remember when I started talking to the to the spirits and my my dad was like, oh, God, he's got it. And my mother goes, oh, God, he's got it. You know, she she thought it was was uh, cool. Um, my dad was concerned because his sister, who was also a medium, was treated horribly, um, was, was treated very, very horribly. In fact, her husband, um, the reason I'm telling this, this is all part of it. Uh, my Aunt Marjorie was a very gifted psychic medium, and she was married to this guy who was a fundamentalist, um, you know, Christian. Um, and I use the word Christian very lightly with about him. And one day he was supposed to go to work. He worked at a steel plant in uh, Pennsylvania. And Marjorie said, you're not going to work today. And she had a terrible feeling. She had this sick feeling in her stomach, wouldn't let him go. And he says, oh, fine. Well, he worked in a machine shop there, and that day a crane was lifting thousands of pounds of steel beams, and the, the uh, cable snapped, and it crushed the machine shop and killed everybody in it. Now, if he'd been at work, there'd been a 99.9% .9 chance he would have been in that machine shop. He had her involuntarily committed to a mental institution, and literally guys in white jackets came, forced her into a straight jacket, because this is how they did things back there, and she was subjected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and they, they subjected her to electroshock therapy and cold water therapy, where they dunk her in icy water, and then they go shock her brain for a period of six months. And after that, she never saw spirits again. They essentially, they, they damaged her brain. And when I started, when my abilities started surfacing, the reason my dad was, was concerned is because he, I remember he sat me down because he saw I was scared and he goes, oh, stop it, Mark, don't talk about it. And I was a little, little kid. And he said, Mark, he goes, I'm not trying to scare you. He said, you can talk about this to your mother and I, but you can't talk about this to people outside of the family because they won't understand. And people who see things that other people don't get taken away. So from day one, <clears throat> I realized that I had to kind of, you know, keep this to myself, but my whole life went in this direction. And as I got older, I wanted to go into the clergy, which is not unusual for, for mediums. You know, we're drawn to the spiritual. And I thought that'd be too limiting. I know. I want to be a nun. Yeah. Well, there you go. And excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry about that. So, um, but I always like public speaking. I always liked teaching, and I thought maybe I'd end up as a professor, but instead I was drawn to law. Um, and uh, the joke I like to make is I didn't go into the clergy because there's too many rules and regulations, so I went into the legal profession <laughs> instead. And um, it, it, it was where I needed to be. I needed to learn the importance of evidence, of being able to explain my position, 
And, you know, a lot of people, and I have to, to put up with snarky comments and nasty things on social media. And you know what, if, if people, um, if, if hate is your thing, I feel sorry for you and I forgive you. But the truth of the matter is, uh, as a lawyer and as a medium, evidence is key. Lawyers certainly need evidence to prove their case. As a medium, I'm an evidential medium and I produce facts and evidence. So it feels to me that my entire life journey has in a sense been preordained and guided by spiritual influences because I'm supposed to be right here, right now, doing what I'm doing to help people. Yeah, I mean, this is really what we're gonna to continue to talk about when we come back in the next hour and we're gonna take people's calls because this has been an interesting time with COVID-19 and I hear stories from our listeners and from our clients about, I have had during this time, whether, and I hear this from moms that have to work and are taking care of the kids and the online class, it's almost like what they're saying is, I got to pause just long enough to hear my heart. And I found that so fascinating. I got to pause long enough to hear my heart. That's what getting sick did for me. I had to pause long enough to hear my heart. And then the angel lady told me to go look up T3, find a doctor that gave T3, I didn't need T3, but I needed Dr. Darvish, who I found. So when we come back, this is part two of how do you get help with the energies that are now wide open for you? There are energies that are do this, do that, take this, don't do this, bring this in, you know, cook chicken, whatever it is, no sugar, whatever it is. How do you make sense of it? And this is your turn to connect with Mark and get some in-depth help. When we come back, also got a little bit of an announcement. Mark, website, how do people find out about you and what you're up to? Evidenceofeternity.com, just like my book, Evidence of Eternity. And for uh, listeners of Dr. Pat, you got to put Dr. Pat when you apply for a phone reading that you'll be qualified for a reduction in the uh, the fee for a session with me. And, you know, we're getting ready for the holidays. And I'm telling you, if uh, what I'm hearing is, you know, people are really longing for some help and support now. Yeah. And they are not even able to contemplate this holiday season. You know, they're, they're not even able to think. I'm like, you know, I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, I don't even know what I'm supposed to do for my kid who wants to dress up again as Wonder Woman. I don't know what I'm supposed to do for Halloween. Yeah. When we come back, answers, questions, and spirit connections. Mark Anthony, Dr. Pat, we'll be right back. <laughs> 